You're listening to Witch Wednesdays, your weekly podcast source for all things witchcraft in the modern world. Join your hosts, Steph and Tara, every Wednesday morning as they dive into a new witchy topic. Welcome back to Witch Wednesdays. This is Steph. And this is Tara. And you are listening to episode 44, Samhain. You do not understand the level of excitement for this episode, guys. We love every Sabbath episode, but we are both big Samhain fans. So Special place in my heart. Here we are. So Samhain, we have talked about already, is the Witch's New Year. Woohoo! Who doesn't love a good New Year? It is the restart of the cycle of the Wheel of the Year. Correct. And it is the a Gaelic festival marking the end of the harvest season. These are all harvest festivals. If you if you've mm-hmm. noticed, they're all like, "Oh, yay! Spring is coming! Yay! Spring is here! Yay! Summer is coming! Yay! Summer is here! Yay! Harvest season is here!" Yeah, yay! Harvest season is still going. That's what these are celebrations of. So basically, yes. <laughs> <laughs> This is a celebration of the end of harvest season. It is celebrated on October 31st in the Northern Hemisphere and April 30th in the Southern Hemisphere. It's about the dark times beginning, um, closure, rebirth, and progressing forward into the new year with a clean slate. And that is why we talked all about cleansing at Maybon, just clearing out all of the old. So this would bring in the new year and everything clean. In the Wiccan tradition, it's when the god of the sun dies and leaves his widow, the crone goddess, that crone energy, yep. to mourn until Yule when he is reborn. And it is, of course, highly regarded as being the best time of year to work with spiritual beings as it's the main time when the veil between the worlds is the thinnest. Yes, this is one of many reasons why it's considered the new year because the veil between the worlds is very, very thin. And then after this, it'll start getting bigger again. So thicker as it were. (laughs) Yeah. So this is the prime time. That's why it's also the day of the dead on November 1st. It's a prime time to work with ancestors. This is when they're, they're crossing over things Mm -hmm. like that. All of this sort of memento mori traditions and symbolism associated with this particular holiday. Yes. Um, It also, part of that is in the Celtic or Celtic, I don't care how you pronounce it, and I'm sorry if you're offended by either pronunciation, Um, they believe that night preceded day, and so the festivities usually start taking place on the eve, as soon as the sun starts to set. Um, So that's a lot of fun. And bonfires, who doesn't love a good bonfire? (laughs) So... As always, we are going to tell you about a bunch of the different correspondences associated with Samhain and then get into how you can celebrate this. There's so many ways to celebrate, guys. This is really exciting. We love it. We love all of them. So much. Anyway. So correspondences first. Of course, the colors are orange, black, and brown. Shocker. I'm sure everyone's No no surprises there. (laughs) The animals associated are bats, cats, and spiders. It's like magic, guys. You just know these. We didn't even knew you knew these. (laughs) Yes. And we are definitely going to have episodes next year. We are planning on continuing this podcast into 2021. We have more to say, guys. (laughs) Anyone who's interested. 
And next year we are going to do both um, pagan origins of certain holidays, like the pagan origins of Halloween, which are, are different. There's yes. things that, that's like related to like costume wearing and pumpkin carving that are pagan associations of Halloween, not necessarily Samhain. And we are also going to have episodes for each Sabbath that goes a little more in depth because this year we've kind of just been uh, overviewing. Yeah, overview, correspondences, and ways to celebrate, but we'll go a little bit in-depth next year for each of these. So we'll have more information, but just so you know, animals, bats, cats, and spiders. (laughs) Crystals are obsidian, onyx, obviously black, amber, hematite, tourmaline, and bloodstone. So similar to the colors and everything. (laughs) The herbs are sage, mugwort, and wormwood. I strangely love mugwort. It always reminds me of this time of year. Like whenever I smell it, just makes me happy. (laughs) The uh, flowers and trees are chrysanthemum, marigold, cedar, and hemlock. Who doesn't love some good hemlock, man? (laughs) Hemlock's poisonous, guys. So yeah, be careful. careful. (laughs) Don't indulge by eating. So (laughs) the food is pumpkins, apples, squash, corn, seeds, and of course, wine and cider. The incense and oils are patchouli, rosemary, and dragon's blood. Rosemary is always good for things, guys. The deities are Anubis, Morgan, Hecate, Demeter, and Osiris. You'll notice a theme on which deities are uh, associated with this time of year. Yeah, the, the dark energies. Uh, I, I have never worked with deities in general, but... Um, especially Morgan or Hecate are very, very powerful. They're very powerful. And, and, you know, so there's entire traditions around them. Yes. Yeah. This is, this is their, their season. And the spell work for this time of year is of course, all forms of divination, ancestor workings, um, banishing, conjuring and blessings. So let's get into how you can celebrate. Celebrate good times. We always talk about wearing the colors because that's a very easy way to celebrate if you are still in the broom closet because everyone is wearing black and orange right now. So wouldn't wouldn't even know that you are wearing it. um, For a specific reason. Yes, for your witchcraft practice. Only you would know that. Mm -hmm. You can definitely decorate your altar with the color of the seasons. This is a fun altar to decorate because it's a lot of the traditional associations with Halloween like the pumpkins and things like that are also very good altar decorations so there are a lot of different ways that you can go with this sort of decorating yes a lot of people that maybe have their altar out of sight um, or just not in a public space may even move their altar into a public area because it just looks like Halloween but then your altar is very easy to access and right there you can also create an ancestor altar. Uh, if you are working with your ancestors or would like to, this is uh, something that witches do separate from their regular altar yes. or their Sabbath-related altar. They will set up an ancestor altar where you put up photographs of your ancestors and you leave offerings that are solely for your ancestors. Uh, very common Day of the Dead tradition. And traditionally, people that have done this generally do it for three days. They start as the sun goes down 
on actual Samhain and then they leave it up for three full days and then they take it down at the sunset on the third day. Um, so it does overlap with Day of the Dead as well. Another way to celebrate is for reflection and goal setting. It's kind of the same way that you would celebrate um, the traditional December 31st, New Year's Eve. Since this yep. is the witch's New Year, this is when you would reflect and set goals, especially related to your spirituality and your witchcraft practice. Mm-hmm. Just reflecting on how the last year went and set some new witchy goals for the next 12 months. And this is a really good time for divination as well. I know this is further on your list, Steph, Steph but um, so a lot of times when you're reflecting on how this year is gone and you're trying to goal set, this is the perfect time to do some divination and see what you should be focusing on goal-wise. Yes, definitely a good day for uh, divination, especially to do a year-long divination, which if you are a Patreon subscriber, it's either already live or about to be live, where um, I did a video of exactly how to do a year-long tarot spread where you look at a general theme for the upcoming year and um, you pull a card for each of the 12 months. So that is up on Patreon for patrons. If you're interested in doing that sort of year long divination, just seeing like what, you know, comes for the entire year. Some people like to do it on, you know, December 31st and do the year that way, which is fine. But if you're wanting to, sort of connect with the energies of this season and truly celebrate this being the witch's new year, then doing the year long spread is ideal for this time. And I love a good new year. So I don't have anything against people that celebrate hard on new year's Eve, um, the traditional time, but this is also a really fun time, especially if you're just getting into the witchcraft to really find what traditions work well for you and to just try new things because it's the new year why not (laughs) this is also a great time to get a psychic reading if you've ever been interested in that and even if you are capable and do them for yourselves it's always a lot of fun to see what another practitioner has to say so if you have someone nearby or um, they do offer a lot of online services nowadays because of COVID yeah. uh, this is a fun time to get a psychic reading from somebody else either um, cards or palm readings anything tea, like that it's tea tea Tara loves her tea reading I do. it's I a lot it was a tea. Yeah. it's a lot easier to connect with that sort of uh, energy at this time of year yes so much easier guys if you're just wanting to try it yourself I would also recommend this is the time to try Another fun way to celebrate, especially if you are in the broom closet, is to bake pumpkin or apple pie. You guys, I recommend this even if it's not in New Year's. <laughs> we recommend this all year round. All year round. It's delicious. But these pumpkin and apple pie are obviously very associated with this time of year. So nobody needs to know that you are making it for witchcraft purposes. But it's very easy to bake your intention in to do sigils in the pie crust, to use you know certain ingredients that are associated with this time of year this particular sabbath so that's a great way to celebrate and celebrate with other people even if they don't know that you are a practicing witch 
I always do, instead of an apple pie, I do an apple braided bread loaf. Um, and then I carve uh, the five-pointed star into the overlapping bread and it bakes up deliciously. I highly recommend. I'll try and find some photos from previous ones I've done. Um, but I always celebrate. I like to celebrate this with other people, whether or not they're Wiccan or witches. So that is a really easy, fun way. I usually bring it to like a Halloween party around this time, but I always bake it on the day. And then I just bring it to share with others because it's just a good happy new year kind of thing. Another way that people like to celebrate is to make a besom and or do a home cleanse. We talked lots about home cleansing, how to do it and how to, uh, use a besom to do so obviously brooms are traditionally associated with this time of year Um, and that we talked about in that episode that we both like to do but use besoms in clearing out the energies and doing home cleanses Uh, so this is a popular time to do it we talked about doing it at maybon but a lot of witches also like to do this at Samhain or right before the actual day of Samhain I like to do it right before personally yeah, clear everything out. So if mm-hmm. you haven't done one yet, this is a, also a good time. So traditionally, the holiday starts at sunset. And personally, I always do a house cleanse the day of um, and then start my celebrations at sunset. So with a clean house. You can definitely carve pumpkins. Always. Do this always. <laughs> traditionally associated with Halloween and has a lot of pagan origins. We'll get into that so know, next year. Pagan origins, guys. But a good good way to celebrate, and you can always carve your sigils into your pumpkins, especially if you have a good protection sigil. You can carve that in and put it outside your house. Uh, I always do this, and then I also always share the pumpkin. So I take uh, make pumpkin seeds that I share with people out of the pumpkin, and then pumpkin's actually very good for dogs, and my dog loves pumpkin. So when I'm carving, I always give him little pieces of the pumpkin and he is so grateful. And then he has to have a bath because he's so dirty. (laughs) I do like pumpkin carving and uh, I love it. I do it every year. Yeah. Placing those outside. I love baking pumpkin seeds. I think that's a lot of fun. Witchcraft or not, I think it's a good, good thing to do in October. Well, one of the things that I love about uh, kitchen witchcraft is you can easily, easily, easily share good fortune, well intentions, um, a little luck magic with your friends and family, whether or not they're witches. And it's always appreciated in food form. Like, absolutely, no one's going to be like, I don't want your pumpkin seeds. That apple pie looks <laughs> gross. Like, no, everyone's always happy. Oh, definitely. I'm going to do a protection pumpkin this year, adding that to my to-do list as of right now. I always do. So I like to do the traditional jack-o'-lanterns, but I always do protection uh, runes and things carved into the bottom of the pumpkin or on the inside of the pumpkin where the candles sit. I have a protection sigil that I really like, and I've mentioned this on, I think, two different episodes on Patreon that I've shown it and used it, and it's one that I've always used. And nobody... it's. It's not mine. I did not make it. Nobody has guessed yet where it's from correctly. So I put that out on Patreon both times. I was like, if anybody knows who it is, let me know. But nobody nobody has guessed correctly yet. So I have a guess, but patrons, you know, 
get on there and check it out. I'll do one. I'll do a pumpkin of it too. And then you can let me know if you, if you know where my protection sigil is from. I have a really good guess guys, but I'll wait until someone guesses it correctly before I guess my sneak peek. Tara, go ahead. Go ahead and make your guess. I'll tell you if you're right. Harry Potter. Wrong. Really? Not Harry Potter guys. So I really was hoping it was Harry Potter. She loves Harry Potter guys. I do, but it is not from Harry Potter. So I actually haven't looked at it, but I just thought Harry Potter. <laughs> Hopefully I can uh, make a pumpkin and carve that in and I'll put it on Instagram and you guys can tell me if you figure out where my protection sigil is from. Nice. I'll have to actually look at it because I haven't done that. Guys, I'll be honest. She's way more organized than me. So <laughs> True story. <laughs> anyway, other ways, uh, to celebrate. <laughs> other ways to celebrate. Making homemade cider. Got Do this, guys. So easy and yes. amazing had a whole episode on this so check that out and uh the recipes are up on the blog which wednesdays.com so if you need to see that again to make your own homemade cider definitely do that and um i shared mold cider on patreon i did a moon cider for maybon and mold cider for sawin that are both on our patreon account so if you want to check those out and just so everyone's aware, you can make hard cider or soft cider. So this is a really good way to easily make it either family oriented or more adult oriented if you uh, wish. And then all of our ciders recipes that we put up are pretty darn simple. Like Absolutely. they're not super complex. <laughs> <laughs> so you can also make like a very more a complex one, but a lot of the more complex ones have to sit a long time. So the ones we did are very fast and day of easy. Yes, exactly. A, another traditional way to celebrate is hosting a dead dinner. So a dead dinner is where you make a feast. You also make extra food as offering to ancestors and spirits. And you eat in complete silence Yep. as a way to connect with the spirits, your ancestors, the energies. And this is usually involving other people. So this is popular to do if you have... Um, if you're in a coven or you have just witchy friends in general, just to eat together, all together, but completely in silence. Um, this is also, if you've celebrated Day of the Dead, this is where the idea of going to the cemetery and eating with your loved ones comes from. Dead dinner. Dead Very dinner. interesting. Yeah. I don't think I go to the cemetery and do, like, they set out a whole picnic for their, their lost yeah. loved ones. Yeah. It's very common. It is. It's very common. And the last thing we wanted to mention as a way to celebrate, but also just a nice thing to do is placing white candles in windows. So I do this every year. I do this too. It's very common. Um, This is a way to guide the spirits who are going into the spirit realm, guide them on their way home um, by placing white candles in windows. It's also a really nice way um, to just, so I really like how it looks as well, but the white candles and windows is a wonderful way to welcome in the new year. So if you really like this tradition, try doing it on the secular new year as well, or the traditional December 31st. Um, and don't be afraid to use like fake candles, flameless candles, wax candles, like any kind of candle really works well for this. Yep, definitely. Which we will talk more about next week next week we have for you modern witchcraft tools and a budget and they definitely include battery operated candles yeah i like to leave them burning all night and you cannot do that with a traditional candle (laughs) do not do that it's really bad never leave a candle unattended no 
That is all we have for you this week for Samhain. We hope you have a excellent celebration. You know, we will. Oh, always, guys. This is like literally my favorite holiday. It's one of the most popular Sabbaths, but there's a reason. <laughs> yeah. We are actually going to be together for this one. It is Hopefully. A, yeah, it is a full moon, which we talked about. So yes, it's, just super... it's a full moon on a Saturday, and it's my favorite holiday and Halloween. Ah! Yeah. It's, My head it's going to be a great, great day. Great for divination. Great for ancestor work. It's going to be a very powerful day for all kinds of energies. So we hope that you celebrate at least one of the ways on this list. But yeah. definitely let us know. Share some, share some photos of your celebration on Instagram. We will try to share ours throughout the day because the plan is definitely that Tara will be here in Chicago with me yep. for a Halloween party and for sound related activities. <laughs> yes. And it'll be really, really nice because she always reads my cards for me when I visit her. And this is going to be an awesome time to read cards. Yes. And we will uh, show you what that setup looks like for sure. Because I have decorated my house from top to bottom in Halloween. And I have an entire witch room. She does, guys. I will be reading tarot She's been sending me like preview shots. I'm very excited. Yeah, so it'll be a lot of fun. We're definitely going to share that on Instagram. So make sure you are following us. So which Wednesday's podcast? Yeah, it's going to be such a good one this year. And if you choose not to celebrate, that's completely your prerogative. But this is like a very special one because it's going to be the full moon. It's on a Saturday. It's everything's coming together beautifully. And I need some good news for 2020. So this is I'm so excited about. <laughs> yes, let's do let's everybody let's do some year long divinations and see what 2021 is going to look like and let's all get good news so yes let's do <laughs> we all need it <laughs> that is all we have for you this week we will see you next week follow us on insta bye thanks for listening to which wednesdays with steph and tara love our content Consider donating at anchor.fm slash witch-wednesdays to help keep our podcast up and running. Please leave us a voicemail on that same site if you have any questions or comments, and follow us on Instagram at Witch Wednesdays Podcast.